So I very clearly remember the first time I ever heard that phrase, when you assume you make an ass of you and me. (laughs) And uh, I think that that is particularly memorable and burned into my brain because it came out of the mouth of my ninth grade English teacher who... (laughs) in every other circumstance that I knew her before or after that was a very um, sort of conservative, older woman who, you know, would get you in trouble for swearing, not swear herself. So that was, it was memorable um, for that reason. And then, of course, it's memorable because it is a catchy, clever phrase that um, that we all learn to be true at some point or another, uh, usually kind of painfully. But, um, but as catchy and funny and easy to remember as that phrase is, it is a lot harder to actually follow that advice in our day-to-day lives. And if COVID-19 has taught us nothing else, it is that we navigate this world largely by assumption. We have to, um, otherwise we wouldn't get anything done. If we made no assumptions and had no preconceived ideas about things, uh, it would be very difficult to make any progress in the world. But sometimes even the most well-founded and um, and assumptions that we we feel most confident in turn out to be wrong. And today I want to talk about some of the assumptions that we may be making in our lives right now that aren't serving us, Um, and they're definitely probably not serving our businesses. So I want to talk about uh, a few different specific examples as they pertain to our businesses, and I just want to talk on on a broader spectrum about how you can go about questioning some of your assumptions and in so doing, potentially open up some possibilities for you and your business to improve. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. Several weeks ago, there was a conversation um, going on on the private uh, Blueprint Facebook group, which is my um, the people who purchase the Simple Sales Blueprint have access to this Facebook group, and there's usually some pretty good conversations going on over there about uh, business and and all things photography. And this one particular conversation started when somebody posted about a series of um, inquiry phone calls that they had had with potential clients and the conver- the phone calls had gone really well. And then all of the clients that she had uh, spoken to or all the people that she had spoken to kind of ghosted her after talking on the phone. And that's pretty unusual. One of the things that I talk about as a benefit to getting on the phone with potential clients is that they're less likely to do that. So that it, you know, it flew in the face, not only of what I was saying, but just sort of what you would expect. Once you've had a phone call with somebody and they've actually talked to you as a person, 
they usually will at least get in touch to say, thanks, but no thanks. But she was in a situation where they weren't getting back to her at all. And she had written a couple of emails, I think, to all of them and was just like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to keep reaching out and, you know, potentially irritate them. But I'm just surprised that no one is um, is getting back to me. And, you know, in between the lines, you could read and she was her feelings were hurt as <laughs> as all of ours would be in the same situation. There's disappointment and, you know, you get your hopes up and whatever. So the conversation was going along and people were offering support and advice in different ways. And um, and in response and my favorite response to that came from one of my other students whose name is Jess Kohler. And if you don't, um, if you're not familiar with her work, I will link her Instagram in the show notes, but it's at Jess Kohler, K-O-E-H-L-E-R photo. Um, And she gave some advice that I thought was just perfectly worded. She said, make sure that you let them say no to you versus you saying no for them. Let me say that again. Let them say no instead of you saying no for them. That is such perfect advice. We all have these cognitive frameworks that help us predict and navigate the world. And that those frameworks are called schemas. Um, I learned about schema theory in college. I've told some of you this before. I was a cultural anthropology major, and um, and a lot of the work that I did was based on social schema theory, where essentially we, from a very early age, start to create these um, mental maps of how to navigate the world. So, you know, you the reason that you know what to do when you walk into a movie theater is that you've done it before and you have a sense like you're going to you're going to walk in, you're going to show your ticket, they're going to tell you where um your theater is, you're going to go up and buy popcorn and a drink and, you know, walk down the hall to the left and you're going to find your seat, you're going to watch the movie, etc. You know this because you've done it probably several times. Um, but let's say that you were traveling out of the country, um, and you went to a movie theater and, um, and they didn't take tickets at the door. You know, maybe they sold tickets inside the movie theater, or maybe they didn't sell popcorn. Maybe they didn't sell food at all, or maybe they served dinner. You know, there's, I'm just making this up, but the point is that when we encounter something that is outside of the schema that we have built for it, Um, we get caught off guard or we feel, you know, we're paying a lot more attention because we're not essentially operating based on habit. And, um, and it requires more brain power when we are outside of the, the norm. And so we have these social schemas, uh, for just about everything we do and um, and not only do we base those on our own experience, uh, in many cases, we can actually base those on experiences that we have vicariously, like watching TV shows or movies or hearing about uh, certain circumstances from other people. Um, and And then we also have physical or like more subconscious schemas for things like um, the way that we eat. Sometimes we have to retrain our schemas um, based on health needs. Um, and then there are physical schemas like walking. And and the only time that you 
have to relearn that is let's say that you go through some sort of major injury. And so physical therapy is sort of a, a way to retrain your brain and your body to know how to do that. So anyway, we use these maps to navigate the world efficiently. And if we didn't have them, we would be like infants <laughs> and we would never get anything done. But as helpful as these schemas are, they can also be problematic because they are the foundation of some pretty wrong-headed thinking. For instance, stereotypes. Stereotypes are certainly a conversation unto themselves, but we can all recognize in ourselves interactions that we have either had with another person or uh, some... um, you know, things that we have heard about groups of people or been taught about groups of people through the media and things like that, that turn into these sort of subconscious biases. Those are another kind of schema. And that is a conversation unto itself. But a potentially less problematic um, thing that schemas do that's still problematic is that they may lead us to assume that certain ideas that we have will fail, are destined to fail, that um, people, other people will behave in certain ways, and that we need to do certain things in certain ways. In other words, schemas are often at the root of some of our most limiting beliefs. So here are some examples of limiting beliefs that I hear a lot of photographers saying all the time, not just now, all the time. Um, A big one is around money for photographers where they will say, I can't possibly charge, you know, fill in the blank, whatever, because no one is going to pay that or because photography isn't worth that or because, you know, oh, no, someone might pay that for an original painting, but they're not going to pay that for photographs of their kids, whatever. The assigning a number and a belief is an example of a limiting belief and a schema in your mind. Um, Another example is uh, that you have to offer certain things in um, in your business or in your packages. Let's say, you know, like people, everyone needs, wants all of the digital files. And that's, that's why it's hard. You know, I can't sell print products because Um, I have to include all the digital files or, um, you know, people want this particular kind of session. I, I would love to shoot all documentary, but everybody wants to have smiling photos of the whole family looking at the camera. So I can't, I have to offer that or, um, you know, whatever the case may be tailoring the, what you offer to what you believe people require or want, um, and then, and then, like the conversation on the Facebook group was about, like, I don't want to follow up with that person. I don't want to bother them. I don't want to come across as pushy. I don't want to try and sell things. I don't want to run ads. This sort of belief that if you are too vocal about what it is that you offer, what you do, what you want from people, that they are going to take that as a negative thing and and turn away from it. And then right now, more specific to this time, there are some uh, COVID-19 related, quarantine related specific limiting beliefs that um, that are sort of floating around that I'm hearing, such as I can't sell anything right now. 
people will be offended. People can't afford it. People are, um, you know, I'm if I'm not offering photography, there's nothing that I can offer. And then this belief that like after it's over, people aren't going to be able to afford photography or choose to afford photography at that time. So the thing that all of these limiting beliefs have in common is that they have the potential of preventing you from trying new approaches. They are potentially going to stifle your creativity. And stifled creativity leads to inaction, and inaction invariably leads to poor results, which then starts the cycle all over again, right? The poor results uh, reinforce your limiting belief, and then you are further sort of stuck in inaction, and uh, and so the spiral goes until it stops. And, um, and sure, I mean... <laughs> It is true. Some people are not going to be willing to pay a particular price for photographs. Some people are going to be annoyed if you keep following up with them. And yes, some people are not going to be able to afford or choose to afford photography on the other side of this pandemic. But it is important to remember that some people is not the same thing as all people. Some people will and some won't, whatever the thing may be. And too many of us focus on the people who won't when what we need to do is find and focus on the people who will, who want to, who can. You know, those are ultimately, if we are to remain in business and at, you know, working as entrepreneurs, we have to continue to pursue those people. And the only way that we can pursue those people is to take action. And the thing is that that requires courage because when you take action on that path, you are going to most likely find people who not only say no, but in one way or another will shame you for even asking, which is crummy. I wish I could say otherwise. This is what people do, and truly they are doing it more right now than normal because we are in a period of time that has a lot of um, fear, and, uh, and fear often leads people to lash out at other people. So last week, I uh, ran a special on my Blueprint offer, which you probably know. And before I even sat down to start like putting the details of that offer together or certainly writing any emails for it or anything else, as soon as that idea occurred to me, I started, I I could feel the limiting belief voices start chattering away in my head, right? I'm not immune to this. Just because I'm sitting here talking to you about it, don't think that I exist on some sort of high plane <laughs> where I never have any self-doubt or never um, you know, think twice about my course of action. I do it all the time. I just know enough about it to, to usually be able to observe it and, and stop it before it becomes too much of a problem. But that, that is a series of lessons learned by a lot of trial and plenty of error. So anyway, 
I started to think about this offer and, I, you know, in the back of my head, the little voice is like, you can't sell something right now. You know, people, photographers aren't working. How could you possibly ask them to open their wallets? Even asking is just, it's almost rude. And and I know better. I know that, yes, there are people who are not able to afford it right now. There may be people who are not able to afford it at any time. And, um, and that's okay. And I'm not in any way trying to pressure anyone to purchase anything. What I'm trying to do is for the people who are able to and who see that as an opportunity to improve their business or to um, to take action during this time and are able to, to give them an easier path to doing that, to encourage them to do that. Um, and at the same time, I am also, like many of you, in a situation where my photography work is not producing active income right now. So I am also having to navigate my own financial situation and having people purchase my course is one way that I can that I can uh, continue to pay my bills. So, um, you know, I had to sit down and deal with a lot of my own assumptions and limiting beliefs and push through those in order to actually make the offer, especially in light of the current situation. And, you know, at the end of that week of sending extra emails and running ads and all that sort of thing, I had plenty of people who unsubscribed from my email list and I, um, I actually, for the, <laughs> for the first time, because I'm relatively new at this, um, probably, I'm sure this is not the last time that it'll happen, but I had a couple of people who responded to my ads with like angry face emojis. And I, you know, it's hard not to take that personally. Like I felt like I spent a lot of time trying to word my ads in a way that was encouraging and was not, um, pressury or anything else, but you know, you can't please all the people all the time. Um, but even though those things stung, I, I, and I knew better than to take them personally, they, you know, they did sting. Um, we're just wired that way. It requires a lot of intention and a lot of resolve to acknowledge the truth in, um, to acknowledge the truth in what those voices are saying while simultaneously being able to also tell yourself that it's worth it to take the action, to make the offer, whatever the thing is. And the fact is that even though I lost some email subscribers and maybe some people thought it was inappropriate that I was selling right now, I also ended up having the opportunity to, de- to teach dozens of new people uh, the system, the simple sales system in my free masterclass. And then I welcomed several new students into the blueprint, which means that I get to help them set up their businesses to be stronger and more profitable in the months and years ahead. And that all means that I get to keep doing what I'm doing. The blueprint is currently the only stream of revenue that covers this podcast and all the other teaching I do. And that teaching reaches a much wider audience because it's free. So I am going to bring all of this back to Jess Kohler and her wise words, which were, don't say no for them. Let them say no for themselves. Over the past few weeks, I have tried to focus the podcast on issues that are relevant right now. And whereas making assumptions and feeling stuck are in no way unique to this time, they are certainly magnified and amplified right now. 
And my fear is that the effects of that, um, those, you know, getting stuck and that sort of thing, they that may also be magnified and amplified right now. So if you are like 95% of the photography world right now and you are experiencing stress and uncertainty about your way forward, I want you to take 10 minutes today to clear your mind and try to listen to whatever the little voices in your head are saying. And I want you to listen and then I want you to write out the beliefs and the assumptions that they are limiting you with. It's kind of um, it's kind of like what they say about the first step to uh, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but the first step to solving your problem is admitting that you have a problem. Sometimes all it takes is recognizing and naming our assumptions and and recognizing that those are beliefs, not facts that will help you to um, start to move forward and take action again. And I also want you to know that wherever you are and whoever you are, I am cheering you on and I am here to help in whatever way that I can. That's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash podcast. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by telling a photographer friend or leaving me a review on iTunes. As always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.